With 2022 coming to a close, the MCU has also closed out its Phase 4 with the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. So let's rank the MCU Disney Plus content from good to great. You're listening to Elton Talks, I'm your host Elton and in this episode we are ranking the MCU Disney Plus shows of Phase 4. Before we start, let's list out the shows for memory. We had WandaVision which kicked off Phase 4 in 2021, followed by Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki Season 1, What If Season 1, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law and two Marvel special presentations, Werewolf by Night and the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Let's start ranking. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law She-Hulk is last on my list as the show was not what I expected. I had lots of fun with episodes but I wanted more court stuff, wanted to see more of Jen being a lawyer and was excited to see something different. Tatiana Mislani is perfectly cast so it's a huge miss according to me. We got different but not what I expected. It was a comedy show and I really liked it for that but just imagine a show where it was as funny but also showed how good a lawyer Jen was. Every other arc was fine and I loved the ending of episode 8 where I thought they were finally going to take the story seriously. Though silly, I really wanted the final fight to go down but I enjoyed the fourth wall break and meeting Kevin. Jen's conversation with Kevin with hints to the MCU was too good but it broke the magic of the MCU. It was empowering to give Jen the chance to write her own story. The introduction of Scar anyways at the end after Jen told Kevin to erase it I hope was a hint to something bigger at play. A positive apart from some really funny bits was the fact that the creators were able to predict and exactly depict the type of responses fans would have. My favorite episodes were episode 4 with Wong and Madison, episode 8 aka the Daredevil episode and episode 1 aka the Hulk episode. Miss Marvel A charming show with a very likable performance from Iman Velani but the reason it is so low on the list is the clandestines. The clandestines are the worst MCU villains, period. Their powers were underwhelming and as characters too, they had nothing special. The saving grace is Iman's performance, her friends and family. Family was definitely a main theme and I loved how Kamala got parts of a costume from her friends and family. Many people felt that the time travel bit messed up the rules of time travel that Endgame set up but I think it is a part of a bigger puzzle given that the bangle was shown to be taken by Aisha from a blue arm, most likely Kree, and a likely ten rings temple. We may get some answers in the Marvels, and I won't be surprised if it's tied to Kang. I was happy to hear about mutations, means X-Men are close, but I'm not sure how I feel about an inhuman being a mutant. I hope they say that the mutation of an inhuman is different from that of a mutant but I would not mind if she was a mutant provided we get something exciting out of it. The connections to Southern Asia made me have a soft spot for the show and I am excited to see Miss Marvel team up with Carol Danvers and Monica Rambeau in the Marvels. At number 8 we have What If Season 1. With a promising first episode and some really great What If scenarios, the show was good but since it's yet to have any impact on the main MCU, I'm not sure that just the last two episodes being epic can place this Elseworlds type show higher on my list. That being said, I love for Infinity Ultron or the Guardians of the Multiverse to break into the MCU and or be a part of Avengers Secret Wars. At number 7 we have Hawkeye. An MCU show set during Christmas was a good starting point for Hawkeye. 
Hayley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop is an interesting addition to the MCU. How can they be an Hawkeye story without a Black Widow? Florence Pugh's Yelena stole the show and her chemistry with Kate was really great. The show served as a starting point of actors reprising their Marvel roles with the Kingpin and that turned out to be the show's downfall. Although mostly good the treatment of Kingpin and a good but not great finale leaves this MCU outing much lower than others. Coming in at number 6 is Marvel Studios' first special presentation, Werewolf by Night. I was not even looking forward to this. The first trailer made me curious and I instantly liked it the first time I watched it. They are countable MCU references but it didn't ruin the old school horror style special. Only complaint is that the titular character's transformation and look as the werewolf was underwhelming. Elsa Bloodstone was the star and Manthing an interesting character introduced in a very interesting time as he is supposed to be the god of the nexus of all realities which is where all the multiverses intersect. At number 5 we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier or should I say Captain America and the Winter Soldier. The second MCU Disney Plus show had a lot to live up to. Steve's legacy, WandaVision's success and much more. The show is very grounded. It has some good action scenes and feels very real. Bucky's ending is not satisfactory after all the build up and the overall story feels loose due to the last minute pandemic induced changes. Otherwise, I think the show had got a lot of things right. Coming in at number 4 is the likely first season of Moon Knight. This MCU show has the best superhero costume design ever. The biggest strength of the show is Oscar Isaac's acting and equally important is Ethan Hawke's performance. The show was our first look at the supernatural MCU. The show delves into Egyptian culture but not totally and cheaped out on showing the actual Ennead. The show adapts some amazing comic ideas but introduces it too late for us to actually doubt whether all that's happened is in Mark or Steven's head. Episode 5 was really good with the origin story and that meant that the finale had to be exceptional to end the show on I note. The finale was good but not exceptional, but the post-credit stinger left us wanting more of this troubled hero. Coming in at number 3 is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Serving as the return of the Guardians after 3 years, the holiday special brought the spirit of Christmas. It was good to see the Guardians again. The story choosing to focus on Mantis and Drax going to Earth to get Peter a present was a cool throwback to all those Christmas movies we love. Pom Clementine and Dave Bautista bring their fun element. The special has minute story and character progressions setting us up for the sure to be emotional Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Now we are down to the top 2. At number 2 is Loki season 1. The show comes awfully close to beating WandaVision. The world building for the TVA and the crazy concepts introduced in the show are enough to keep you interested. After more than a year, it's the only MCU show that has truly stuck the landing and went all out in its finale, and it's ironic considering that the whole finale is Loki and Sylvie talking to Hugh Dumains. We knew the show was important because it introduces a Kang variant but after the roadmap being laid out Loki is probably the most important MCU show setting up the next Avengers film with Loki and Sylvie being characters who will for sure be a major part of the story. The show is also the first to get a second season and I hope it's good or even better than the first season. And at number 1 is the undefeated reigning queen WandaVision. This was a phenomenon 
This is the project that got us back into the MCU after the pandemic delays and it was not playing around. The mystery and unique style giving tribute to the various eras of television made for a really fun experience. I was worried that the reasoning behind Wanda creating a sitcom reality wouldn't be convincing but they made it work. Though borrowing from a major comic book run, the show felt fresh and is the most fun I've had speculating with the community on what was actually happening. The finale is not great and as I mentioned Loki is the only show that has a good finale. I was happy to see Wanda in Multiverse of Madness but the off-screen change in motivation made all the good work that WandaVision did to make the audiences sympathize with this character go in vain. Hope they are able to pull off the children's crusade story arc and have Wanda return in a majestic way and just erase this multiverse of madness, you know, character change out of our minds. So that was my ranking of the 10 MCU Disney Plus projects of Phase 4. Let me know your rankings in the comments and I'll see you in the next video. Until then, love you 3000.